Brothers and sisters, this morning uh, here in Newbridge College, I offered a Mass of the Holy Spirit, particularly because of my own devotion to the Holy Spirit, but also because of one of my favorite saints, Saint Miriam of Bethlehem or Saint Miriam of Jesus Crucified, who was a, a Carmelite saint. And Jesus had revealed to her that he had wanted his priest to offer Masses in honor of the Holy Spirit. And she, so Miriam had a wonderful devotion to the Holy Spirit, and I've included in our heart rate group uh, the prayer to the Holy Spirit um, that she is known for and known to be a prayer that is very efficacious with great grace. I met a Carmelite nun once in Dublin and she whispered to me, you know, they say these days that St. Miriam, her intercession is even more powerful than the little Therese, St. Therese. But anyway, uh, I could agree that St. Miriam is very powerful before God's throne. Now, just a little bit about her life. She was born in the middle of the 19th century uh, in a little town called Ebelin outside of Nazareth to a Greek Catholic uh, family, uh, surrounded a lot by, by uh, generally a, a very Muslim area. Uh, they experienced some persecution because of their faith, her parents, and her parents died very young from infectious diseases. And Miriam was the only surviving child of their family. They had made a pilgrimage to Bethlehem asking our Lord for, for the grace to have a child uh, who would survive uh, all illness. And Miriam came along. Miriam then went to live with uh, a wealthy uncle. Um, and uh, when later on, when he had made arrangements for her to marry, uh, Mir Miriam protested because she f wanted to give herself completely to Christ and she wanted Jesus to be her only bridegroom. This led to her being letted out to, to, to be a servant in, in, a, in a family. And eventually, one day when Miriam was trying to get to her brother, um, who was also living with another aunt and uncle at the time. So I should have said yes. So Miriam had one or only other sibling. And she came across this, this guy and she gave the whole story that she was trying to, uh, to give herself to the Lord and that she was trying to escape from her aunt and uncle who were trying to arrange this marriage. And anyway, he, um, eventually tried to get her to deny her faith and she refused and refused. And uh, he he had a knife and he slit her throat, left on the side of the road in a grotto of rocks uh, to be dead. This nun that Miriam at first thought was a nun dressed in blue came and uh, stitched her neck, um, looked after her and uh, for two weeks in this kind of cave um, while she was recuperating, bringing her this most amazing soup. And she would often say this was the most amazing soup she ever had in her life. And uh, towards the end, she realized that this lady was actually Mary. And Our Lady had said to her that she would be first a daughter of St. Joseph and then a daughter of St. Teresa of Avila, and that she would enter one convent and, and die in another. And this, this happened. Miriam eventually became a nun for the daughters of St. Joseph of the apparition in the south of France. And uh, it was there. But because Miriam was being favored with, by God with, with lots of mystical graces, she had the lots of ecstasies in prayers. She experienced the stigmata, the wounds of Christ on her body. A lot of other phenomena surrounded her life. And the nuns in this convent couldn't 
they, they didn't know how to deal with it. And they, they also thought that it might have been the devil trying to um, gain attention to herself. So poor Miriam did not get the votes to be a novice. And so, but her novice mistress and her actual mother superior had believed in her, but the rest of the community didn't give her the votes. But you know, that was part of God's providence because God was leading her to Mount Carmel and was leading her to experience the same rejection that Christ himself experienced. And many of the followers of Christ experience at some point in their life. And so she was brought then to another convent. Um, she was entered a Carmel with the Carmelite nuns and where her novice mistress was actually being transferred, transferring from orders to a more contemplative life. And there Miriam uh, was well received by the convent. And they, they, they saw in Miriam that the fruits and signs of grace would work in her life. That St. Thomas says we cannot see grace in itself, because that would be to see the very essence of God on this side of eternity. But rather we could see the effects of grace, the way that grace produces in us, you know, peace, gentleness, kindness, commitment to the gospel, perseverance in doing good, uh, you know, living in truth, etc., etc. These are all signs of God's spirit at work in us. Uh, the fruits of the devil, as you could imagine, of divisiveness, lies, deception, uh, anger, irritation, uh, you know, lack of charity in word and deed towards others, etc. And so St. Miriam basically started to live her life in the, in, in the Carmel. And so brothers and sisters, this is kind of a, a day one reflection of St. Miriam. Tomorrow I'll share more about St. Miriam and uh, get a little bit more into her life. But for now, that she was very faithful to the Lord in, in entering Carmel, where she lived out an intense life of prayer. And may the Lord bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.